A large portion of the Jewish nation has returned to its homeland, but the heart, soul, and mind of much of the Jewish nation are still in exile mode. This state of affairs must and will inevitably change. This is Torah Nation TV from Jerusalem, and we are speaking with the head of Machon Shiloh, Rabbi David Bar Chaim. Shalom, Rabbi Bar Chaim. Shalom. In our previous interview, we were discussing correct pronunciation of Hebrew. Can the rabbi please continue to explain the consonantal sounds of our ancestral language? We have the letter Chof. Chof and not Kaf. In Hebrew, we have a straightforward K sound, which is the Kaf, which everyone knows how to pronounce. And then we have a Chof. A Chof is a deep uh, sound which comes from the very back of the throat. It is also uh, known in other Semitic languages, such as Arabic. And in fact, for many people, I would say this is really the, the most difficult uh, letter to pronounce. In fact, my uh, teacher, Rabbi uh, Ben-Sion Kohen, uh, said to me that uh, he has found that this, for people who are not used to these uh, sounds, find the Qaf uh, the hardest to pronounce. But in fact, like, as with everything else, practice makes perfect. And there is a clear distinction between the Kaf and the Qaf, and it can be understood in, uh, and heard clearly when uh, people who know how to make this distinction uh, speak Hebrew, as one can hear the distinction very clearly uh, when Arabic is spoken by Arabs, one can hear the Kaf and one can hear the Qaf, and they are not one and the same sound at all. After the, the Qaf, we have the Resh. The Resh, correctly pronounced, is an R sound in English, but uh, as we know, an R, if you take the Latin alphabet, the letter R is pronounced in different languages which use the Roman alphabet uh, in different ways. We have the, the English R, uh, we have the American R, we have the French, which, is, which turned the letter into a uh, uh, sound which comes from the, from the throat, which is the, uh, like the word bonsoir, with the R at the back of the throat. And we have uh, uh, an R sound, which is a trilled uh, R sound from the front of the mouth with the tongue just behind the front teeth, as in Spanish, for example. And it so happens that the pronunciation of the R in Spanish or in Italian and uh, other languages is the uh, correct pronunciation of the Rish. And that is also how it is pronounced in Arabic, and that is how it should be pronounced in Hebrew. And this has been always been the traditional pronunciation of the letter Resh amongst uh, Sfaradim and uh, Temanim. Amongst Ashkenazim, uh, due to the fact that in Central and East European languages, uh, in fact also even Western European languages like French, but particularly Central European languages like German, and East European languages like Russian, there is a, uh, an R sound which is formed uh, from the back of the throat, similar in some ways to the French R. This is how it is in Russian, for example, etc. And therefore, this uh, became the, the dominant pronunciation amongst Ashkenazim in those languages. This, in fact, is a very uh, clear mistake, uh, as we will point out uh, perhaps another interview where we explain how we know which part, from which part of the mouth the different letters are to be pronounced. For now, we'll just say that the resh is definitely to be pronounced from the front of the mouth, just behind the front teeth, and not from the back of the throat. 
Following the resh, we, uh, I shall also mention before I continue that uh, the resh is also one of the seven letters with a double pronunciation. However, it is not like the other six. Technically, we have seven letters, Beged, Kaporet, Bet, Gimel, Dalet, Kaf, Pei, Resh, and Tau, as mentioned explicitly a number of times in Sefer Yosira, as we mentioned, which is an ancient, very ancient Jewish text, as uh, Rav Sadia Gaon mentions in his introduction to his commentary on that book. However, where as opposed to the six of those seven, the Beged, Kefet, Bet, Gimel, Dalet, Kaf, Pei, and Tau letters, which... Uh, constantly uh, interchange between the soft and the hard versions of those consonants, between beth and veth, or dalad and dalad, or kaf and chaf. Uh, this this uh, is something which occurs all the time in Hebrew, both in biblical Hebrew and even in modern Hebrew. Uh, and everyone recognizes these uh, facts by the, this fact of the, the fact of whether a letter is a kaf or a chaf by the absence or presence of the dagesh, of the dot. In the case of the resh, one should know that this is a very rare occurrence in the entire Tanakh, it occurs a handful of times. And uh, there is even some uh, discussion as to the pr correct pronunciation of the resh with a dot in it. Apparently, it is simply a more stressed and more trilled um, uh, resh sound. So it's not just a simple resh, but a r like that. So in the case of the uh, in Sefer Shemuel, the beginning, we have the the uh, the words ba'avur harima. The resh there appears with a dot. Apparently, it is to make sure that the resh is pronounced correctly because of the ayin which follows, which would tend to uh, sort of swallow up the resh sound. So instead of ba'avur harima, which doesn't really the resh doesn't come out very clearly. You say ba'avur harima, and everything is very clear. But this only occurs a handful of times, and therefore, uh, technically it exists, but practically uh, one can uh, put that more or less to the side. Another point regarding the letter resh. As we've said, the correct pronunciation is resh from the tip of the tongue just behind the teeth, as opposed to a guttural R sound produced by the back of the tongue near the throat. In Sefer Yasirah, the Jewish alphabet, the Hebrew alphabet, is divided into five groups of letters, depending upon the part of the mouth from which these sounds are produced. So let me read it to you briefly. The letter Resh is lumped together in one group with the letters Zayn, Samech, Sodi, and Shin. And with Resh, that gives us five consonants. What do these have in common? As the book goes on to explain itself, these are produced, the sounds are produced with the tongue uh, just behind the teeth, behind the back of the back of the teeth, or the front teeth. So if you uh, imagine for a moment saying a zayn sound, you have to have your tongue just behind your front teeth in order to say z, and the same is true for saying a samach, a s, an s sound. And the same, of course, is true for a shin, a sh, Sound and the same is true for so it says in Sefiyasira explicitly. Uh, the same is true for the resh. The tongue has to be behind the front teeth, and this is how you pronounce the resh. If it were correct, if it were true uh, that the resh is to be pronounced from the back of the throat, uh, which is the usual Ashkenazi pronunciation. That is to say, a resh, as it is usually pronounced by most speakers of modern Hebrew, but not all, I should add, uh, 
many uh, p- people do pronounce the resh correctly in, in modern Hebrew speech as well, but a majority of people do not. They pronounce it as a resh from the back of the throat, similar in many ways to a French R. Well, this has nothing to do with the tip of the tongue and the back of the teeth. This has to do with the back of the tongue and the throat. And that is a separate group of letters defined by Sefiyah Sirah as the letters Gimel, Yod, Chaf, and Kof. And they are all pronounced from the back of the throat. So this is a clear and uh, incontrovertible piece of evidence that the Resh is to be pronounced as a Resh and not as a Resh. Following the resh, we have the shin. The shin, of course, is uh, the sh sound in English or the ch sound in French, a sh. And the letter sh with a dot on the right is the sh. When the dot is on the left, on the top of the letter on the left, it is a s. Instead of a sh, it is a s. Uh, also, a simple, straightforward s sound. This raises, of course, the question which many would ask at this point. In that case. Here you are admitting that there are two letters in the Hebrew language with the same pronunciation, Samach and Sin. And the fact of the matter is that this is true. They do have the same pronunciation. Nobody today can tell you that they know of any distinction uh, between these two letters in terms of their pronunciation. However, it is also true that it is very dubious, in fact, whether at any time in history there was such a distinction. In fact, it's, it's not clear whether... Uh, going back to very ancient times, biblical times, there were these two separate letters. And perhaps there was originally just the one letter for all instances of the consonant sir. And for reasons which are less than clear and much debated amongst academicians, uh, for some reason these two uh, symbols for the sir sound uh, appeared. But to claim that there is definitely a different, a distinct pronunciation for the Samach as opposed to the Sin, uh, this is not based on any factual information, whatever. And we see throughout, both in the Tarach itself and later in the uh, literature of Hazal, that the Samach and the Sin are entirely uh, interchangeable. So where we have the word Heres in the Torah, which means earthenware, Heres was written in the Torah, is written with a, with a uh, Sin in, in the Hazalic text, is usually written with a Samach, but there are also instances of words in the Tanakh themselves which appear with uh, once with the Sin and once with the Samach. So it appears clear that there is no difference between these two letters, and at any rate, this is the only instance of two letters with the uh, same pronunciation. And the last letter uh, of the alphabet is the Tau, uh, sometimes pronounced incorrectly as a Tav or a Taf. The correctly pronounced as a tau. The t with a dot with a daresh, the tau de rusha, is simply a t, a straightforward t sound, uh, as in English or other languages. And without the dot, the tau refuya is a th sound, an unvoiced th, as in the English word through, or um, similar words where you have a th, which is unvoiced, as opposed to a voiced th, which is a the. There is a difference, of course, in the th in the definite article the, and the th in the word through. One is the, and one is th. The th the th is the th sound of, of a tau without a dot, and the the sound, the voiced th, is the dalad, as we explained, is the dalad without the dot. The Hebrew word for the seventh day of the week, which is Shabbat, 
And we have, of course, the English equivalent, which is Sabbath. And there is a very clear and obvious reason why Sabbath is written with a TH and pronounced uh, as it is written, Sabbath and not Sabbath or Sabbat or something like that. And the same is true for, for example, the name uh, Nathan in Hebrew. When mispronounced, the name would be, uh, perhaps, depending on how you pronounce Hebrew, would be Natan or Noson or what have you. The correct pronunciation of the name is Nathan, and there is a very powerful and obvious reason why the name in English is written as Nathan with a TH. These are not mistakes. Uh, these are not anomalies. These are uh, factual and historical proof that this is the correct pronunciation of that letter. The reason it became uh, mispronounced or unpronounced by different uh, certain sections of the Jewish world is because uh, the ability to pronounce the th sound was lost in some parts of the Jewish world, and they just pronounced the tau with a dot as they'd pronounce the tau, uh, I'm sorry, without a dot as they do the tau with a dot, therefore it remained t, a t sound, which is closer to the truth. And uh, in other parts of the Hebrew-speaking world, the Jewish world, uh, the inability to pronounce the th led them to pronounce it as something close to th, which is sir. You will note, for example, that uh, many Israelis who do not pronounce English very well, when they say, I, instead of saying, I think, they say, I think. Uh, there's a reason for that, because the sir uh, phonetically is closer to the uh, th, to the th sound, than many other consonants. So the brain automatically uh, chooses, picks some consonant which is close. And uh, that is the one that many people will, will close. Well, well, that is the one that many will choose, I should say, and, uh, and so on. But there is no doubt that the correct pronunciation is the TH, unvoiced TH, as in the word through. Another couple of examples that come to mind are the uh, internationally known organization B'nai B'rith, which is written in that way for a very straightforward reason, as we've explained, because that is the correct pronunciation. The word is B'rith in Hebrew. And that is how it was transliterated very correctly. And uh, we also see this in Israel in uh, many street signs and highway signs. Uh, the names of words like Avoth, a street nearby here is called Yemin Avoth, and is written in, in, in that fashion, transliterated with a TH in English on, on the street sign. The same is true for many other highway signs in Israel, uh, referring to places like Beth Shemesh, and uh, one can see this regarding other letters, such as Petah uh, Tikwa, uh, where the, the Wow is represented as a W very correctly, etc. In other words, in, uh, in the realm of officialdom, which is uh, somehow, to some extent, uh, aware of, of these facts, the uh, correct pronunciation is reflected even in the official written documentation and, and signposting uh, of, of the state. So, in summation, we have six consonantal sounds from Kof to the end of the alphabet. That is to say, we have Kof, Resh, Shin, Sin, Tau, and Thau, six consonants. And out of those, three, half, that is to say, 50%, are commonly mispronounced, that is to say the qaf, which is often mispronounced as a kaf, and the resh, which is commonly, frequently mispronounced 
particularly by Ashkenazim, as a resh from the throat, a guttural uh, R resh instead of resh, and we have the tau, the th, the unvoiced th of the letter tau without a dot, the tau refuya. So that is 50% of those consonants that are often mispronounced. Thank you, Rabbi Bar Chaim. We would like to encourage our listeners to share these podcasts with friends and send in your responses. We would also like to suggest the following opportunity to our listeners. If you identify with Rabbi Bar Chaim's message and would like to sponsor or dedicate a podcast in honor or memory of a loved one, if you would like to obtain Birkon, Nusach Eretz Israel, or invite the rabbi for a speaking engagement, please email us at office at machonshilo.org.